Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I'm currently reading reviews of Gran Turismo 7. Oh, my God. The, crit- the critics love it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Jay, and I uh, I don't really have anything interesting going in, on in my life right now, I guess. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very I boring person. I barely believe that. Uh, I'm Josh, and a uh, fool that I am, I have returned to Slipways, and I have actually beat two of the campaign missions now. Bow before me. Oh, by, excellent. Good job. By bow before me, I'm really only talking to my past self who couldn't. <laughs> <understand anything. laughs> all right. Uh, any, what, what all is uh, going on with you guys? Uh, I did. I can't remember if I updated you guys, but I have read all of the rule books now to High Frontier, so, you know. I can even play the beginner game if I needed to. <laughs> and I will give a slight kudos to Phil Eklund for finally, re- you know, recognizing how insane his rule books are. Not that they're different, but like they have there's like two lower lower complexity games in the box now. That, uh-huh. You know, and I've read those rule books too. And I'm like, oh, yeah, if you played this one first, it would really help you understand a bunch of the mechanics and, you know, then then strap into the next one after that and then when you went to the full one you would be a lot a lot better prepared so you'd be completely ready to do breaking with the atmosphere and yes <laughs> yes exactly and <laughs> and perhaps committing felonies to jump on someone's claim on one of the moons of jupiter you know that kind of stuff would all work better for you oh okay well <laughs> fantastic <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Trevor, do you have do you have anything before we jump into our main topic? Uh, I don't remember if I talked about it on the last episode or not, but my mountains arrived. Oh, you so, showed us in the Discord, and they I look did. seriously magnificent. They are magnificent. I'll admit that. Um, even even my youngest, who has played the game before, but he just can't remember it. You know, the the memory of youth. Um, <clears throat> he's he wants to play like pronto he's like can we play right now I'm like this is a three-hour game so it's gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to schedule a little bit here we just can't jump right in but yeah it's the buildings are cool um the new kickstarter for the um it's the one box basically it's a got a, a um, balsa wood insert or whatever that you have to glue together but that it basically puts everything in the western legends sphere into a single box uh, and I'm trying to convince myself that I don't need it. <laughs> Spoiler alert, that will be really hard. Yeah, that's probably going to fail, just FYI. But I have a few days before the Kickstarter closes. So. All right. Well, um, I guess from from Discount Games, Inc., um, we don't really have any, um, there any new pre-sales scheduled with Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, but there are some... Uh, recent X-Men releases that are really fun, so check them out. Um, there is, real, I guess real quick, before we get into uh, our, our main topic of uh, grading, um, you guys probably aren't aware of some of the stuff that Atomic Mass has to deal with right now. No, tell us more. Didn't they just put out an update for X-Wing or something? Did I see that yeah. right? Yes. So basically, you know, Atomic Mass inherited, uh, you know, Star Wars Legion, Star Wars Armada, and Star Wars X-Wing. And 
and so once upon a time, X-Wing was, you know, just kind of selling gangbusters and was a huge seller for Fantasy Flight. And that's not really the case anymore. And and I understand that, like, there there is an aspect of it that, like, there's a lot of people who bought their X-Wing stuff. And then they were like, well, I guess I've bought my stuff and I don't really need to buy anymore. But on the other hand, there's also an aspect of it that, like, you know, these are problems that the game designers need to be considering and need to be figuring out, you know, reasons why you are going to want to continue to buy products from them, right? <laughs> well, additionally, uh, any game has this, has attrition of some sort. And if right. you're not picking up new players as right. the old ones attrition off, you're going to be in trouble. And I feel like X-Wing kind of wasn't picking up any new players and they were, you know, attritioning just like any other game would. Right. So there were there were a lot of the fans that were, you know, had grew to like the old developers for the game. And so when Asmodee decided to transition it to Atomic Mass being in charge of it, they weren't super happy about that. And okay. They took it, it out on Atomic Mass? Well, it, it, it just kind of feels like they have been unwilling to give Atomic Mass a fair, fair shot, a fair shake, essentially. And so... One of the here's here's an example of this. This ties into uh, what Trevor just brought up. Um, the they just did an update to X-wing, and one of the things that was happening in X-wing was if you were playing competitive X-wing, the thing that you would do is stay on the edge of your board and avoid conflict, and then snipe somehow, you know, a victory point and then avoid conflict for the rest of the time and, you know, main, maintain your lead. And that, so that, that simplifies it a little bit. I mean, the, the builds were built to do that. Yeah. You know, to, yeah. To basically kill one tank in a, in a big blaze of glory and then keep your, or sorry, tanks, I got tanks on the mind, um, ships and then keep your ships alive. And so everyone was kind of building that way. Yeah. And so, so atomic mass looked at this and they were kind of like, you know, this, this isn't really fun. Sustainable. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why are Why are we encouraging this? Why are we making a game that is not fun to play? Um, and that's so, how competitive has been for quite a while. Because the way that the, the games worked, it was all about you know amount of points destroyed or amount of damage done. You counted your victory points based on that. Right. So it turned into victory point sniping from War Machine from 15, 20 years ago. And so Atomic Mass introduced scenarios into x-wing and you know without you know really giving it a fair shake or you know etc a lot of the competitive players or a lot of the people who are posting on the internet just are turn like, their nose up at it well they're yeah they're they're upset that you know every everything under the sun is wrong with this etc without giving it a try and then a lot of people once they do give it a try they're like oh this is actually you know pretty cool pretty fun um, or another example of the sort of things that they have to deal with because the internet is the worst is, you know, atomic mass will do a, um, preview. They, they just did a preview of the, the shield affiliation team tactics cards. And there's a lot of cool stuff. And, and you go and look at the Facebook post and 95% of the, well, okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give a percentage, I will say come on are, it's hyperbole let's go sure there there is a high percentage of replies that are people saying you know why why don't you do any previews for armada or why aren't you why you know I wish that you guys would just give up the Star Wars IP and give it to someone who actually likes Star Wars or <laughs> oh my. sounds sounds like the most Star Wars fanboyish crap. Just, yeah, yeah, right? like, hey, just so you know, my experience too. is that now politics is this way, but it's about stuff that you know might actually kill people. So that's exciting. Anyway, you know that's I guess that's my story. Really, <laughs> I don't know what else to say other than I'm I'm kind of glad that I don't play any of the Star Wars games right now because like. Or honestly, it probably would be fine if I just, you know, was playing with a friend and ignoring a lot of the online drama that's going on. But yeah, to to be fair, none of us are really Star Wars gamers. 
You know what I mean by that? In, in that a lot of these people... Trevor, how can you ignore Rebellion? We've had some of the greatest games of our life of that. Does that not make us Star Wars gamers? Star Wars miniatures gamers. All right, fair enough. Okay. Okay. Um, the guys that have been playing these types of games, that their history has been, you know, 20, 30 years of new a game introduced, game is fun or game is whatever. Yeah. Uh, think, yeah. It's, think it's fun. And then the game has been abandoned. The game has been turned over to someone else. New game created. Rinse, repeat, ad nauseum for the last 30 years. So honestly, they're complaining, but that's really what they want. They want the game to fail so that the next game can come out and they can continue the cycle of pain. I have literally never thought of it in that way. That is hilarious. I mean, it is, isn't it? I mean, why would you? Probably. Basically, I mean, the truth is, is if these IPs go away from Atomic Mass... All the games that they're playing right now that they love are going to go away. They're not going to come back. No one else is going to support these games. Armada isn't going to have some renaissance. If the IP goes to another company, game's gone. It's over. Next game, which is what has happened with the Star Wars IP for the last... Over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. In board gaming, too. Not just in miniatures gaming. But board gaming, you can tolerate it because you're like, oh, well, we love this board game. We'll just keep playing it. Right. But, I mean, in tabletop RPGs, miniatures, it's just kind of a long cycle of of abandoned games over and over again. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I have my own issues with, um, I mean, the, the way the, the Fantasy Flight did a lot of the Star Wars miniature stuff doesn't really appeal to me that much. And so um, it's, I, I guess I have a harder time empathizing with um the super fans who were really in love with, with the game. So, right. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, um, I, we're, we're going to grade a movie. That movie is free guy. It is uh, starring Ryan Reynolds. And my, my guess on this, I, I didn't even do half ass internet research on this, but I'm, I'm just assuming this is true. Um, I, I saw that it was created by like kind of the same team that did, um deadpool oh i was i was about to guess that so okay yeah and and so i'm assuming that this was something that fox was um making and then fox got purchased by disney and now it is on disney plus so uh, the i do know that it was created by um the people that were behind deadpool uh all, all the rest of that is conjecture on my end other than it is on Disney plus right now. So it's, so it's actually, I believe it's on multiple services. Yeah. They're kind of of hitting it from all cylinders to, you know, ride whatever wave they've got going with it. Yeah. Um, so Trevor, you, you said that you have watched this like four or five times now. Um, I have, I bought it when it first came out. Oh, okay. Um, do you want to give us a quick synopsis of it? Sure. Um, so free guy is about a massive multiplayer online game, um, where, uh, players log into free city, which is the name of the game and they do whatever they want, which generally turns them into trolls, uh, where they, you know, do all sorts of, uh, grand theft auto, auto. Yeah. Yes. Very much so. Um, and, uh, one of the characters in the game, uh, is named guy. He's a, uh, bank uh, teller he gains sentience at one point um, because of an interaction with a, a player character and then from there as he goes around the sentience starts to spread to other characters in the game as he interacts with them um, the base i guess uh, plot is that there are two people who created a um, ai driven game and one of them works for the company and another one is suing the company because she believes that her code was stolen and used and he's working for the company i think just out of um oppression <laughs> or depression uh, one of the two um and uh, so there, she's searching through the game, trying to find this code that she believes exists in there that was stolen from the two of them. Um, and he works for the company uh, taking um, complaint tickets. Anyway, that's kind of where it begins. And then hijinks ensue. Jinx it, ensue. it reminded me a little bit of the first, um, the Lego movie. 
At least okay. the opening. Why is that? You know, well, just the opening, like, you know, he's just kind of this plain dude. He's, oh, like, sure. ha- happy yeah. in his funny little root. Like, I was literally waiting for them to be, like, everything is awesome but, <laughs> uh, and sing at some point in time. So There, there is um, some aspect of it where the – so here's going to – I love this movie, but I'm going to explain why when we get to the part where we talk about it. But really, this movie is – uh, the the plot is sort of semi-thin and the ideas in it are somewhat set up to just kind of push forward. so that you can have amazing set pieces like is yes that, is that yes. fair to say yes it is and and then the 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 thing they're they're going to lift up put in the center pedestal is ryan reynolds yeah i mean so if yeah. you're not a fan I mean, of ryan reynolds right off the bat this movie i mean i so fairly recently i brian and i watched we rewatched the hitman's bodyguard and then watched the hitman's bodyguard's wife. And, um, I would, I would say both of those are kind of Ryan Reynolds doing Ryan Reynolds things with uh, some Samuel Jackson thrown in of, of Samuel Jackson doing yeah, Samuel Jackson. Ryan, so, yeah. It's, for it's some Ryan, MFers. Yeah. It's a Ryan Reynolds cake with some, uh, Samuel L. Jackson frosting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would agree. Um, and, and this one I would say is, is mostly, you know, Ryan Reynolds doing Ryan Reynolds things. Um, I mean, with you, with Taika Waititi playing, uh, a, that's true. <laughs> His character is like, <laughs> that guy is freaking amazing to me, honestly. It, I'll, I'll, you, you said his name, so I have to do a quick, uh, side diversion, but did no, you see that no. he's doing a pirate show on HBO? No, I did not know, but I'm on board. In fact, oh, HBO just sent there. me an email right before we started recording that they're extending my um, premium, my uh, promotion offer for another six months. So clearly, oh, well, there you go. the releases they were afraid that now that COVID's ending, that I might cancel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the name of it is "Our Flag Means Death," and it is Rise Darby and Taika Waititi, and it is a it's a pirate comedy. So. It's a pirate comedy. Okay. I'm, I am 100% So what I'm hearing is what we do in the shadows uh, goes a piratey. Uh, I'm not a mockumentary, but uh, yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I think it's actually starting uh, right away. Oh, yeah. It says it's set to premiere March 3rd, which is tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yes, my God. You guys will be doing three <laughs> HBO subscriptions. Uh, now I know what I can do in between now and when when uh, and Gran Turismo Day Gran Turismo Day opens up on Friday. <laughs> uh, anyways, I I diverted off of uh, Taika Waititi, but yeah. I, I guess my question was um, to Trevor or to both of you or whatever. Um, is there? Would you say that there is anything special about this movie beyond? Ryan's Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Um, I think it made tasteful like pokes at video game culture, right? Like sometimes, you know, sometimes you get shows like The Big Bang Theory that are just like I don't know, they're Not just tasteful pokes. They're yeah, actually... they're over the top, right? And like I don't know, like I was just giggling at when when the when Guy, the main character, first gets his sunglasses, right? <laughs> And you have the two little girls, and the one girl's like, I, to- I told you to waste that, you know, and then it cuts. I just love good I, – I love perfectly timed cuts off of the swears, okay? I will freely admit it. Like, they crack uh, me up every is, time. There is one part shortly after that scene where he's standing in the street, and there's a guy in the background who looks like a, a – uh, just a you know w- when you log into one of those games there's somebody basically jumping and bouncing off is he the, the one wall. running into the wall yeah he's running into the yes. wall over and yes. over again it's you know you you log into the mmo and there's clearly someone having trouble with controls or maybe they're disconnected or what whatever it was yeah i i i laugh every time i see that um i i agree with josh is it is there a lot of here no there's not a lot to digest i don't think it was ever intended to be a real I don't think it intended to make a statement on artificial intelligence, which right. it could could have. Yeah, but I think if true. it taken itself too seriously with that sort of thing, I think it would be a completely different film. Yeah, even though I'm a grouchy old man, like I'm still clearly the target audience for this film because <laughs> you, you know, like it, it let me just shake my hat, 
shake my fist at clouds just enough to be like, oh my, because I'm like watching some of the scenes inside of Free City, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this looks like my child playing some Roblox game, mm-hmm. which offends me on a level. Minecraft and Roblox, I'm just, have I already said it? Yes, yeah, yeah. It, they just offend me on a level that I cannot explain. That I'm like, <laughs> you, you, I, I have provided you with machines <laughs> that can like. <laughs> Can like imitate the 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 human hair follicles, and this is what you are using them for. Like, listen, do you do you ever feel like God? Do you ever feel like you know I've given you all of this, and this is what you do? With it? <laughs> uh, now that you put it that way, yes, yes, I do. I mean, what is <sighs> what is the most you know? Uh, your kids could have amazing food, but instead they, you know, want, they want beanie oh, weenies or chick- something. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, beanie weenies is even better than chicken nuggets, which is where I thought you were going. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you're right. It, I mean, to me, I'm watching this movie, going like, oh my gosh, I'm watching the inside of Fortnite or Roblox or Minecraft, you know, and I'm just like, oh. Uh, but I love, but you know, the other part of me still loves it because I'm like, video games are the best. Yeah. The- <laughs> I, 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 the whole, we're kind of making fun of gaming culture. The, it, it touches on like Twitch and MMOs and just all these different things. And uh, I'll be honest, I've seen the movie quite a few times, but it wasn't until like the last time I watched it that I caught that, um, uh, shoot, I just forgot his name. Taika Waititi? No, no, no. Um, right. Oh, the guy that plays the keys. He's the character name Keys his, or whatever. No, his his character name is Revengeman Buttons. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. All right, we know who you're talking about. Ch- I just Channing, Channing Tatum's character. Thank you. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. 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 His I didn't know his name was Revengeman Buttons until, <laughs> <laughs> until the the fourth time I watched it. I don't know how I missed it because uh, he clearly states he clearly says I'm Revengeman Buttons. <laughs> anyway, I just that's amazing. The, the guy that plays the, the 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 Twitch character, you know, the Twitch player behind the character, that that guy, that actor, I don't know his name, but he cracks me up. Oh, there it is, Matthew Cardopoli. I don't know. How to okay. His name. Well, there but we go. Uh, yeah, that, I just felt like there was a lot to love, cracks. like even like the name of the YTD's character's company, Tsunami. <laughs> like when he first walks into the his office and like the walls are just giant waves i was i don't know it just that kind of stuff just got me you know what i mean so it just had a lot of that like but it wasn't totally hitting you over the head with it i guess so i'm i'm we'll get to this i guess when we do grading mm-hmm. but really the thing that i struggled the most with with the movie and i'm curious if you guys end up feeling the same way or not i'm I guess probably not for Trevor, but like, I don't mind a longer movie. Um, and this, this movie is a little bit long for the type of movie it is. It's an hour and 54 minutes. Um, but I kind of felt like when you got to the last third of the movie, that the pacing was kind of off and that like, did you just feel like it had overstayed its welcome a little bit? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm curious what you guys think of, of that was um did you have any of that same feeling or was that mostly just me mm, i can see why you feel that way i guess it, it probably does have a little bit of pacing um issues i think they probably could have cut maybe four or five minutes out of the last um 40 minutes and and that would help significantly mm-hmm. um, but not necessarily it didn't necessarily bother me but i i could see that it could be improved the movie could be improved by by shortening it up a little bit i i I will before we even start the grading i will fully admit that i am a massive ryan reynolds fanboy so like i am the target audience for this i realize the movie is schlock it's probably you remove ryan reynolds from it this movie is pretty worthless trevor did you love him in green lantern i just need to know I plead the fifth. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Uh, no. Probably, not, the, probably the safest answer for a, for a fanboy, right? Not, like, not, not really. I mean, this, I, may, this movie did I'm make me regret fan, that so. I haven't watched Deadpool. You know what I mean? Like, Deadpool is way, way beyond the scope of. Yeah, like it's way funnier than this, I presume, right? Oh, it's funnier, oh, but yeah, it's also yeah, way yeah, beyond yeah. the scope of what Josh Wheeler would. No, I, oh, I mean, 
But I they, still think I should watch. Uh, you should watch the PG thirteen version. Yeah, Once yeah. Upon a Deadpool or whatever like that. That's yeah. Deadpool two. Oh, oh, it's not. Well, no, they, I don't. Uh, maybe yeah. You you know enough about the Deadpool character that you don't need yeah, to see the first fine. movie. Right, right. That's and that's why I was like I was watching I was watching Free Guy and I was like, Okay, I can see why Ryan Reynolds is like probably amazing as a Deadpool character. You know what I mean? I mean my my first experience to Deadpool was or to <laughs> to Deadpool to Ryan Reynolds was was uh, Blade Three and I basically I You I were fanboyed ever since kind of yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Okay. Yeah, so you know, I realize that that I am the target audience, but I at least have a little bit of, you know, I I can look at this from the outside and say, yeah, I you know, I understand that this is my my love of this is not necessarily. I want to ask one dumb question before we start the grading. Could this movie have been PG? Yes. And, and like, would it have and, suffered? For I mean, it? the as as my kind of counterfactual is detective pikachu like i'm yeah i'm going, yeah, to, dis- okay. I'm going to disagree a little bit I, th- I think that that the premise of a violent mmo sort of even if you take out which sort it of precludes it being well that's the thing i i'm like i'm watching it and i'm like gosh this doesn't feel very bloody you know yeah stuff blows up a lot i, I don't know but... i i let my i mean when this came out he was nine i let my nine-year-old watch it i had no yeah issues which it. yeah then that's so i'm like what? but but i think that it probably steps beyond pg-13 or pg excuse me i think okay that, i think that even if you even if you tame it up a little bit there's still some themes that i just think require but I would I would encourage any parent to watch it themselves and make the decision themselves. But I would not I would not look down upon somebody who's like, you know, I'm going to let all my kids watch this because I just don't think it's that. I don't heavy. think it's that bad. I don't think yeah. it's that heavy. Sure. But I do think it would be hard to just give it a PG rating. Okay. You have answered my question satisfactorily. Anything well, else before we start grading? Uh, nothing else for me. Um, well, I will say that's two Glocks in my pocket was an amazing line. I am. <laughs> I am a juvenile inside. Okay, I admit it. All right. So first design. Uh, so I give high points for the like world concept for, I, I, I just, I really did enjoy that. It was like this kind of, you know, poke fun at some nerd humor without totally being over the top about it. Right. Um, without poking fun at them. Yeah. I guess that's the subtle difference a little bit. Right. But uh anyway so i thought the, i, I thought mean, the, go ahead i guess my counter question to you josh is how much how much of this movie is well designed versus well cast Ooh, interesting but don't we give points to design for well, the casting i mean some yes but if you think of like traditional things you talk about like a, a well-written manuscript or you know, uh, special effects that are that knock you off the seat of your pants, or you know, whatever, right? Um, I think that it does a little bit less poorly on those, and that the casting covers up a fair bit. I see what you're suggesting, but you know, I think that we can all agree that last year's Dune Part One was, uh, you know, both of those elements uh, poured into the design, the casting, and you know. One of uh, yes. man, one of mankind's finest manuscripts, you know, both played an important role. Uh, my number is generous, but probably not too generous. It is the uh, Jay's coveted seven. I, I feel like that's where I'm at. You're, you're too high, Josh. Oh, I, I, mean, I love this game, but I think from the fanboy. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let, let's hear your let's hear your number. Okay, so. I think that the script is fine. It's, it is what it is. It's a, you know, here's summer schlock blockbuster. Here you go. The, the casting is fantastic. Uh, I mean, Jay's right. They, they've done a really good job. In fact, I, I'm going to point out that, I, and I didn't know this until, you know, recently they've, they've, they went deep, like as far as who they got from Twitch to make, like uh, you're saying, like even some of the in-game hmm. characters and stuff, right? Not just that, the cameos. There's a bunch yeah, of cameos. Cameo well, well-known right. streamers, yeah. well-known YouTube and Twitch personalities. They have Chris Evans in there. They get Alex Trebek in there. Um, there's voice cameos that you probably didn't even know about, like the the mother of the Twitch streamer who's vacuuming in the background. It's Tina Fey. Hugh Jackman has his voice in there. Dwayne Johnson has his voice in there. John, <laughs> John Krasinski has his voice in there. I mean, they really went pretty deep here to grab some big names. Uh, 
that just the, one, took a little portion of it. So I mean, the that, one that downside really of it, the one downside of it though, was that there they would have some of these cameos, and I'd be like, I, I really don't need to see Ninja again uh, <laughs> in, in my know, life, etc. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I appreciate that, but I mean, they're trying to to catch yeah. a very large swath of gamers. Yes here and, and clearly the ninja cameo was not for i mean i watch twitch and i don't care for neither so whatever um but i think that you know clearly this does a very good job of of putting ryan reynolds in his element and letting him do his thing so it, it does all that well as a movie though it is it is just that it's summer schlock it's it, truthfully without ryan reynolds this would be no one would even be talking about it it wouldn't it would have been interesting really um, okay yeah i mean i i, I love this movie but i'm not i'm not gonna fool anyone i don't think that it has anything the, the, there's some really great effects there's some great cgi they've done there's some really funny stuff they've done but at the end of the day it's a fairly average movie okay so are you a five I'd probably lean towards a six because the average movie, honestly, is because of the fanboyism is way worse than this. <laughs> this is this is above average because of the things I talked about, but it's this isn't going to win any awards. Yeah, sure, sure. All um, right, Jay, I'll, where are you? I'll, I'll go with a six as well. Okay, all right. Uh, time management. So it's funny because I like my repeatability score on this one's going to be higher because I'm actually look looking forward to watching it again. Um, and that's because I, I guess I didn't feel the pacing as much as, you know, the, the third quarter pacing that we talked about as much as Jay did, but mm-hmm. I think I give this above average time management. So I'll go with a six on it for here. So one of the things that I, and this, I guess, leans pretty heavily into the rewatchability or the, re, you know, doing it again sort of thing. But, um, this is one of those movies where, you're flipping through the. I mean, I don't. I know we don't flip through the channels anymore, but let's say you're flipping through. We the sort channels. of understand what you mean. Yes. Yeah, you're flipping through the channels. You see it on. You. It doesn't matter what point of the movie it's on. You stop and watch for 15, 20 minutes or whatever. And I, I'm. I still feel like that's the case here. Is that you could throw it on in the background as background noise. You'll catch one-liners here and there. You'll laugh, but it, it just it's it's paced well in that every single part of the movie is interesting to the point where you could watch just a small section of it and still be entertained. Is there some some editing that could be done? Yes, uh, but I don't think it's I don't think it's super egregious. I, I'm going to give it a seven on pacing on okay. time management. Okay. And Jay. Um, I'm probably going to give it a five. Wow. Uh, it and part of it is I don't I don't know that the end of the movie is bad per se, but I will say that it had a lot harder time holding my attention than the earlier parts of the movie. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, we move to repeatability, which again, I am so looking forward to watching this again, which is kind of unusual for me with movies that I'm going to just go right ahead and give it an eight on rewatchability. Although maybe it's the rewatchability that Trevor described where it's like, you just catch random bits of it and it makes you laugh. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've, I haven't seen, so I've, I've fallen asleep in it a couple of times. Um, but I, that's not a, that's not necessarily a condemnation of the movie. I do that with all movies, even my most favorite movies. Um, but, uh, you know, so I've seen it probably four times, um, parts of it at least. Um, and I will probably see it, I don't know, a few more times at least. It, it's one of the higher rewatchability. It's not one that I'm going to watch 20 or 30 times or more like I do with my favorite movies. But, you know, I'll rewatch it probably once a year for who knows for a long time at least i love it um i'll probably give a five on rewatchability i'll maybe watch it maybe one or two more times in in the the course of my life man i was (laughs) surprised so that third really pulled it that last third really pulled it down for you a lot jay i guess um okay on to fun i also give it high scores on this i'm giving it an eight for fun because i had that much fun with it um, I'm gonna give it a nine on fun. Uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. It's not as it's not Ryan Reynolds' best work. That's but the fanboy speaking right there. Yeah, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on par with like Detective Pikachu, which I also enjoy, also because of Ryan Reynolds. Um, I'll probably give it a seven. Um, I, I did have a lot of fun with it. Um, it is a good movie. Um, I, I was thinking a little bit back on one of the one of the, I guess one of my issues with 
the repeatability of it kind of comes back to I feel like if I'm in the mood for this to have this type of itch scratched, I'm probably going to watch one of the Deadpools instead. Oh, interesting. Okay, sure, sure. And yeah, I, I, th- I I agree with that as well. Although the reason why I turned to this is because I have rewatched Deadpool so many times. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a lame. I have such a lame relationship with movies. Clearly. <laughs> so, uh, so, so Josh. Yes. Y- y- there is a, a promo video out for Free Guy that you should watch. Uh, okay. Jay Mc has not seen it either. It is. It is called uh, Deadpool and Korg React. Okay. So it's it's, it's Takia Watiti and Ryan Reynolds dressed up as Korg and and Deadpool doing yeah. basically a a um, reaction to the movie Free Guy. It's on YouTube. I'll I'll post it in the Discord, but you, okay. you should you should watch that. Okay. It is a few short minutes of of, of good fun. All right. Next category. Uh, final category overall. Uh, so I'm probably I won't be as generous here. I probably should have flopped my design and overall grade. I'm going to give it a six. Right. Like it it fed what it was supposed to feed. Fanboy. Hmm. Maybe I should have. I sh- maybe I should fell into the same trap. You know, maybe I should have been giving this the six in the design and giving the design a little higher because um, there are parts of it that are really well done. Um, but you know, overall, it's a it's a fairly medi- mediocre movie. I, I've already said that. But um, if you love Ryan Reynolds, go watch it, enjoy it. If you don't, you can avoid it. it it's not a must see. Right. Right. And Jay. Um, I think I'll go with a seven. Um a little bit higher than the sum of its parts for me, maybe. Uh, but probably just because I, I do think it is a fun movie, and I uh, I guess I'm a, a Ryan Reynolds fanboy as well. So. Uh, so we speak briefly now about audience. I'm going to assume that the answer is, you know, anyone who is a juvenile inside like me. <laughs> this, this is one of those PG-13 movies where the um, innuendos are just veiled enough that most kids won't get that, won't catch them, and there won't yeah. be any awkward questions. <laughs> so I, I, it's one of those movies where I would let, you know, show it to anybody. It's one of those where if you watch it as a kid and then rewatch it as an adult, you'd be like... Oh, that's what she's talking about with the two clocks. Any other comments on the audience, Jay? Did we nail it already? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm always the worst person to ask on this because that's true. You are. I don't. To be fair, though, there is a a range (laughs) here. I mean, obviously, this is not a movie that that Jay's parents would be interested in. No. Yeah, no. But see, I, my, my I watched it and I was way. like, I'm still so naive. I'm like, I, I even thought my wife would laugh at it. You know, like I thought it would entertain her. Mm, I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I should have thought that through. Did you watch it with her and she wasn't? No, I didn't watch it with her. I just. Oh, okay. I watched it and I was like, oh, I, I mean, should watch this. Like, let she, me she might, she might enjoy it, but it's but not going to be one of the films. Yeah, anything. that's the thing. There's a list of movies a mile long that she would like more. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a movie that my father would watch. It's just, I mean, there's a certain age group. If you're not kind of in the gamer generation, I don't think it ever. It wouldn't connect with you. Yeah. I don't resonate in any way. Right. I mean, yeah, like, look, even what we've talked about, I'm I'm the old man shaking his hands at clouds about these blankety blank <laughs> kids while watching this movie. So you know, <laughs> I'm already at the edge of the target audience, I guess. That's funny. Uh, Well, so go or go or no go i mean I, i'm a go i'm glad that jay sure. suggested it as as a chain attack movie of the week you know <laughs> uh clearly i'm a go i mean i didn't need to know much more than it was ryan reynolds <laughs> so um, funny in a, in a comedy action film right you know the, i've i've certainly watched several of his um romantic comedies and they're pretty good too but there's there's a limit to my love of ryan reynolds <laughs> and jay oh, also yes. i mean i would go. Sure, yeah sure, all right yeah. fair enough and just just go in with the proper expectations and you'll have fun right yeah don't don't expect to see a you know award nominated film or anything just go in <laughs> <laughs> expect some hijinks the good news is i never go in expecting an award nominated <laughs> film it's like it's like never even in my consideration uh, every time I do go into a what I expect to be an award-nominated film, I'm almost always disappointed. So, <laughs> I 
we have just a few minutes left, and since we are uh, talking about awards, I, I am uh, real quick. We can touch a little bit on some of the Oscar stuff. The um, the drama. nominations, yeah, nominations route, etc. Um, so first off, I'm curious: have have you taken the opportunity yet to watch Power Power of the Dog, Trevor? No. Every time I think that I'm going to have time, it just it's like I'm trying to remember. It's runtime is almost three hours, isn't it? It's two no. hours, forty five minutes or something. I I thought it was only two and a half, but I could be wrong. Oh, anyway, it, it every time I by the time my kids get into bed, et cetera, et cetera, it's just I don't. It's one of those movies that I'm going to have to watch either on a Friday night or on a Saturday, and I just haven't found a, a slot for it yet. So no, I have not seen it. It is two hours five minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, then I don't necessarily have as good as an excuse, but I still have not seen it. It is one that you are going to need to digest. Have have the mental bandwidth to concentrate on it, et cetera. So. Yeah, that that's is another thing. I'm I'm worried that I'm not going to like it because it's going to be like there will be blood and that the characters I'm not going to like. Uh, just from reading about it, I, I'm afraid that I'm not going to enjoy it. Uh, that that's part of why I'm I'm curious what I'm you... still going to consume it, but I am that is my concern. Yeah, I'm 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 very curious what your reaction to it is. Generally, um, if there's very few characters that you can genuinely like, I start to struggle. And hmm. really, there's I would say there's four main characters, and mm-hmm. three of them are likable. Okay, then I can one, probably get by. And one is not. I, I can get by on hating the one character and hoping yes. it's the worst for them. But if, if everybody is dislikable, I... It, it does... Um, it's almost like a uh, suspense movie as well mm-hmm. as a forewarning because you're kind of on the edge of your seat most of the movie like... I don't mind that. The, those expecting types of something awful to happen. Yeah, th- those movies are fine. I just They're the type of movies that I don't rewatch very often because it's emotionally draining. Yes. But I don't I don't mind them the first time. I just don't go back and rewatch them. Um well, I don't even know what it's up against. What are the other films that are up for best picture? Um so another one that I, I actually I should have recommended this one to you guys to watch, although I can't remember if it's rated R. Um but King Richard did Oh yeah, I've seen that. So that one's nominated and I think uh, it's PG thirteen. That's one that your wife would like. Josh. It's one that will. Which one is it? Say it again. King Richard. Oh. Oh yeah, King Will. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on my list of ones to watch with her. Um, sorry, I'm trying to get to. I I I feel like it's a little bit of it's a little propaganda-ish as far as uh, historical retelling of things. Okay. Uh, I mean, probably more favorable towards um, uh, Richard Williams than it maybe it should be. Um, but True. I think it's just, you know, it's a good film. So, yeah. I, okay. I, and I especially think that your wife would like it, actually. So Yeah, I could totally see that. Um, so the Best Picture nominations are um, Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, um, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, and The Power of the Dog. There's quite a few of those i don't even recognize at all so which is not uncommon for best picture nominations but i'm actually um, surprised at how many i have seen the i would i would guess that the the two that are front runners for best picture are belfast and the power of the dog um coda coda is one that i actually had told you guys that uh i can't remember if it's our as well but it's, i don't think it is it's the one that is about the child of two deaf parents that's on Apple Plus. Oh yeah, you had told me that. Oh, so that's nominated? Yeah, because you had told me that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife would, would really enjoy that one. Yeah. And we almost watched it, but like seriously, for us, like movie watching is like once a quarter event. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, I I looked at that one, but it just didn't seem like it would be something I'd enjoy, so I didn't I didn't watch it. The the one that I the, that was kind of similar. To, I there was one night where I I watched two movies that were kind of related around deafness. Um, but one of them was one that I thought you would like Trevor. Um, it's on Amazon and I think it's sound of silence. Um, no. Um, anyway, so it's, it's the, it is 
a movie about um, a heavy metal drummer who is losing his hearing. Okay. And kind of what he is he is going through with that. So the the main actor for it is um, second uh, Riz Ahmed, and he, uh, which is an actor that I like quite a bit. Um, Sound of Metal is the name of it. Anyways, he got he got nominated for best actor um, last year. Um, I actually did see that uh, or saw the movie, and it was it was on my I should look into that list. It wasn't necessarily on my I should watch that list yet, but I, oh, I didn't okay. know much about it. But I did I did see it on Amazon. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I would be curious if you liked it or not. I, I'm kind of assuming you would, but I don't know. Um, I, w- I will try to get it on the list. We'll watch it. The the last bit of stuff that seemed really weird to me with the Academy Awards, and you know, whatever. I guess I shouldn't be surprised um, that this is what happened or whatever. But like, Dune got nominated for a lot of awards. It's mm-hmm. very highly nominated, and I'm assuming that it, it's you know only going to win the technical awards, which is pretty common for this. Um, their type of movie. But the thing that was kind of crazy to me was that it got all these different, you know, award nominations, including best picture, but it didn't get nominated for best director. That feels like a massive snub, right? (laughs) He snubbed me, Jerry. I mean, to me, it felt like, obvious to me that a lot of the things that were very impressive about this movie flowed from Dennis. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, you know, I keep wishing that the day will come that, that the Academy will appreciate science fiction and sci and, and fantasy more. I mean, we, we saw this 20 years ago with the Lord of the Rings series where they're like, you know, they basically snub it until the very end. They're like, Oh, well maybe we should, you know, yeah, maybe I mean, one of maybe we should pay attention to this Jackson guy. One of their theories is that they're, you know, they're going to snub this first one, and then the second Dune movie is is when they're going to. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, brother! That's... So here's here's all the things that it was nominated for: uh, best picture, best original score, best adapted screenplay, best visual effects, best, best cinematography, best production design, best costume design, best makeup and hairstyling, best film editing, best sound. And, and there's a bunch of those. Yeah, there's a lot of those that you're like, yes, this should absolutely win it. Yeah, sound 100%. But it also, it just seems like uh, absolutely bonkers to me that, um, that he didn't get nominated for uh, that. So uh, real quick, the other, the, the things that did get nominated for Best Director, it's going to be a lot of ones that you... <laughs> uh, uh, actually, you do know most of them. Okay, so, oh. well... So Jane I, thought Campion, about, I thought you were about to say things that I'm never going to watch or whatever. Well, uh, that's probably true as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jane Campion, Power of the Dog, Kenneth Branagh, Belfast, Steven Spielberg, West Side Story, Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, and Ryosuka Hamaguchi, Drive My Car. Am I hallucinating or did like West Side Story, Spielberg's West Side Story just like get destroyed oh, at the yeah, box office? It was a huge bomb yeah it, like did you actually, guys watch it was it, it it no i mean i had my movie pass at that point and even i was like why why don't i just wait and watch this on disney plus i gotcha so here's here's my theory we were all forced as teens to watch west side story in high school we all hated it and we all that is our that is our memory of the of the original movie is hatred is hatred i have like fierce hatred of the original movie and being forced. <laughs> I have no desire to go through that again. Like, I just, it feels like that, that, that this movie, the the West side story remake is, is 20 years too late. It, it really needed to target our parents, parents. Yeah. And their parents. Like, I just feel like it's, it's just poorly timed. Like everyone that I know that's of our age group or younger, that's been forced yeah. to watch it, hates it. Even my daughter was forced to watch it in, um, watched the original in uh, one of her uh, choir classes. I, and she I never it. watched it. Did Did you watch it, uh, Josh? I have no memory of it, so yeah. that doesn't mean anything. But really, sure, yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh, I don't man. think I watched it. No, I really don't. Uh, I think 
I bet you were, and you just blocked it out. <laughs> it's awful. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's so freaking funny. It is so boring. It is It is as bad as watching, like, Romeo and Juliet sort of, you know, just, sure, it's maybe a masterpiece. but Well, here's the thing that I, I've i never understood. I've always been like, isn't it just Romeo and Juliet? And I know, like, there are probably people who are fans of it that are like, get out of the room right now, but. It's, it's Romeo and Juliet musical, yeah. Yeah. In in many ways, I mean it's it's a little different, but yeah, that's a that's a Romeo and Juliet musical based in the fifty. I think it's just so far away from modern audiences, though. Yeah, I think that's I, I'm that's what I'm attributing. But I had no whatsoever to give and a penny to be. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I think we can can wrap it up there. Uh, let us know what you guys think of Free Guy or anything else. 